Hello, and welcome back to Sass Stories and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Mary and Brian, and this is episode 232. And March Madness is underway, and Gonzaga is in the Sweet 16. Woo! Yes. Uh, super pumped about that. You know, we'll go over it, but, you know, some of the, the one of these games was very close and nerve-wracking. Honestly, both were not the easiest games to watch. The first one a little bit more than the second, but it's not like they were easy games by any means. No, no. Uh, you may hear a siren in the background. We live next to the fire station, so, yeah. That happens occasionally. <laughs> Although I think that might have been a police car. Not I a, don't know. Not a fire engine. Uh, but basically, other than this, uh, you know, March Madness just consuming our week, uh, what's new? Uh, anything new with you, Mary, or? Um, not too much. We basically spent, what, Thursday through Sunday primarily watching basketball, uh, most of the games, not all of them, um, and I also got to see Ashley this weekend, so that was fun, catch up, um, I hadn't seen her since, like, December, Mm -hmm. and yeah, we just watched a ton of basketball, and it was, and it was also 60 degrees, or like 61 degrees this Saturday. Yeah, so, you know, the weather's starting to turn for the better. Spring has sprung. Yesterday was the first day of spring, so I think we're on up and up for nicer weather and, you know, longer days of sun. The sun hasn't set, and it's 7 o'clock right now. Yes. Which is great. But yeah, besides basketball, not much is new, so I guess we'll just hop right in. Uh, So Gonzaga played their first game on Friday, and it was against Grand Canyon University. GCU, yes. or as they're known. <laughs> yes. And, uh, well, for me, actually, I actually was still at work when the game started. So I was like, oh my gosh, they better win. They better not, you know, put us in a hole. And I was I was watching it, the score updates occasionally, and I saw the first half, it was pretty close, actually. Um, you know, you, you watched it live, Mary, so you could speak to the first half, uh, but... It ended with Gonzaga only up by four, and it yeah. was very neck and neck. So that's why I'm saying both games were pretty close. Like, yes, we won by 12 points at the end of this game, mm-hmm. but it was still not, like, an easy game. We were only up by four at the half. Right, right. Um, overall, uh, Julian Strother had the highest points on our team at 28 points, uh, nine for 15 for field goals and seven for eight for uh, free throws. Um, overall, our three-point three, three point percentage was 46% um, versus their 37%. Uh, overall, we just had higher percentages in all areas of the game. Nice. Um, the closest we got, you know, was when there was about two minutes left in the first half. Gonzaga was only leading by one. And then after that, we pull, slowly, slowly pulled ahead um, in pulled out a win which thank goodness didn't want to just end March Madness right there but tons and tons of teams did but before we talk about other teams we'll talk about Gonzaga's second game um, against TCU not GCU TCU Texas Christian Um, and both of the teams both have purple as their color and have basically the exact same font for their logo which is kind of funny. Yeah, it was very similar. <laughs> um, and also, TCU is the Horn Frogs, and their mascot is very odd looking. But besides that, <laughs> <laughs> wow. But besides that, um, this game overall, Drew Timmy really he shined. saved us. He saved us. He really, really shined. I mean, 
he helps us in every single game, but especially this game. Although I have to say that um, Malachi Smith, Julian Strother, uh, everyone, everyone Bolton, stepped up in the second half. Yeah, Rasier Bolton also had a very good game. Um, but yeah, Drew Timmy, he had 28 points. Uh, this was a much closer game at the half. They were TCU was actually up by five points. So a little nerve-wracking. Um, I think the farthest we fell behind was nine points um, or so. And so it was kind of on the edge of our seats. Yeah, nine points is it's a lot, especially in an NCAA tournament game because the teams, when they have a lead, they like to slow down the game and waste a lot of time. So it's it, you have less possessions in the game to make up uh, the point differential. Um, but... Yeah. There's also a ton riding on this because uh, Gonzaga had a seven-year streak yeah. of going to the Sweet 16. In addition, TCU has never made it past the round of 32. So if TCU had won, it would have broken our streak and broken their streak of never making it past the round of 32. So, of course, we wanted Gonzaga to win for many reasons, but I was like, we are not going to let them break their streak of never making it past the round of 32 and... Fortunately, we did not allow that to happen. So now we have a, what, eight-year streak of going to the Sweet 16, which is amazing and great. Um, And very worried about the next game against UCLA. Um, I believe, did we play them last year? I don't remember. But I know in 2021 we played them um, for the game that got us into the championship game uh, when Julie, or uh, what's it, Jalen Suggs. Right. He made the incredible shot best game in Gonzaga history that yes, I for remember. sure because that put us to the the championship game yeah and it was just it was a buzzer beater it yeah so it was a great great shot great game uh to answer your question we did play UCLA last year that was a okay. regular season game uh did but we win? yeah we did win it was one of the okay. early you know uh you know before conference uh-huh. games of course okay and uh what is notable, though, of course, was the one two years ago in the NCAA tournament where we played against. Uh, some of the players are st- that are still on that UCLA team that remember. And same with Gonzaga. And same too. with Gonzaga. Timmy's yeah. still on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bolton's still on. He wasn't playing as much then. Uh, that game, uh, Corey Kispert, um, Jalen Suggs, and Drew Timmy were like the three stars. Main yes. Stars. But, yeah, Drew Timmy's the only one left of those three. So should be a very, very good game. That game is on um, Thursday at 6.45. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, I did. I read a really good article about Drew Timmy the other day. It's, it said it's a 32-minute long read. But basically just gives this whole like history about what a quirky guy he is. Um, and it... A few years ago, when he was doing an after-game interview, you know, he notoriously likes to swear a lot, and mm-hmm. he was, like, trying to, like, censor himself. Like, uh, the guy was like, what did you tell your teammates to pump them up before the game? And he's like, uh, I don't want us to be uh, soft guys out there. Um, and so this year, after the game, this most recent game against TCU... Yeah, a little sl- something he, slipped out. Yeah, I had a little F-bomb on accident on the TV... <laughs> But uh, yeah, I was. I would highly recommend reading a very long article about Drew Timmy, and yeah, it seems like you know a great guy. Mm-hmm. And it just was kind of funny. I was like, oh, he just <laughs> let it slip. Yes, yes. But um, 
other than that, I mean, that's all we have for Gonzaga basketball, but so many, like, great close games in the first and second rounds. So far, um, one of my favorites, Arizona lost in the first round. <laughs> so we got out uh, Tommy Lloyd, Rem, and Shemek, uh, you know, all former Zag players slash assistant coaches. Um, and then... Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, that game in particular, I was going to go through uh, basically some notable games that we that happened during this tournament besides Gonzaga. Yeah. And that, that Arizona game was one you mentioned. And what's interesting about that storyline is not just the fact that Arizona lost, but it was to who? They lost to the 15th seed, uh, which would be Princeton. Mm-hmm. And when you think of Princeton, you don't really think of uh, Ivy League, athletics, you know. or, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, outside of maybe rowing, I don't know. or running just just in a straight line uh but uh yeah princeton was the 15th seed they're definitely one of the you know cinderella stories of this tournament uh and what's interesting about them is they actually not only won their first game they won their second game as well Mm -hmm. uh you know basically being one of the few 15 seeds that ever uh advance um some another notable uh win in the southern region bracket which is the bracket that we're looking at right now uh is virginia got upset by Furman. that was like almost one of the first games of the tournament yes yeah yeah it was, was one like of the, the big first, the first or second upset, yeah, yeah. yeah and it was definitely the first upset and what was crazy about that game is virginia had the ball and then they just threw the ball away <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because they think they thought the time was uh uh about to run out but the other team had still some time left, and they they took the lead, which was kind of embarrassing. Um, of course, the biggest upset of the tournament would be going down to the uh, Eastern bracket, where Purdue, uh, one of the one of the number one seeds, got knocked out by Fair Dickinson. Farley Dickinson. Farley Dickinson. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I don't know where they exist. We I had to look it up. They are from um, New Jersey. Okay. Um, and this is historical because this is only the second time ever in tournament history that a 16 seed has beat a one seed right um and it's a one in 150 chance that this happens um the last time it happened let's see it was the last time it was virginia uh like within the last five years actually oh yeah virginia uh upset themselves again (laughs) yeah well this year yeah purdue lost and that was a very close game. Unfortunately, um, FDU lost in the second round, but they it was honestly pretty close to the end for that game as well. Um, and so that would have been historical. They w- would have been the first 16th seed to ever make it past the round of 32, but unfortunately they did not, did not do that, but it was still, they came out to fight. Yep. And then closing up the eastern side of the bracket, Duke lost as well in the oh, second round. Your second favorite team. Yeah, my second favorite team. It was okay. One of their, one of their players was injured. <laughs> but, oh, you're but I'm just I'm making excuses right and left. But uh, was actually interesting is they lost to the team that was ranked better than them. But a lot of people thought that they should have been ranked a little bit higher. But either ways, they're out. You know, you can't you can't just assume you're going to advance. You have to play. You have to you know w- win every game and focus on every game. Um, now over to the western uh, side of the bracket. Um, notable upsets would be Kansas. Kansas, which is another number one seed, uh, they lost to Arkansas by one point. And Arkansas, of course, is uh, a team that beat us previously. 
and they're in our bracket. They're the western side of the bracket. We're on the western side of the bracket, so we potentially could have a rematch with them, um, which is interesting. Of course, the other story, of course, is we have advanced to play UCLA, like we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, in the midwestern side of things, uh, notable upsets would definitely be... uh, there really aren't that many um, upsets on this one. This one kind of just went as expected. So that's the only corner of the bracket where I don't see any huge upsets. But, you know, this bracket certainly has had its share of upsets. and But not as many as normal years. Yes. So, you know, typically you think of a ton of upsets in, you know, the first and second rounds. And there were quite a few, but actually there was less than normal um, in the last mm. 20 years of data. Uh, there was, on average, um, let's see, about 10.2 upsets on average. And this year there was eight. Um, and an upset is, uh, and then there was also four, like, big upsets. And a, right. this website, 538, they defined big upset as games that involved a number 13 or worse seed winning against a higher seeded team. So there was four, four of the eight upsets were mm-hmm. big upsets, which is pretty crazy. Um, and so, and there's typically only two of these big upsets in the first and second rounds of the games. Right. So actually in the past 20 years, this is the most big upsets there's been. Um, 50% of the games were big upsets. That's pretty good. That's that's a lot. <laughs> and typically only 20% of the games are big upsets, which is kind of interesting to see to look at. But yeah, I'm happy, you know, Arizona's out, Duke's out. I mean, we still have lots of hurdles to get through, but it is nice to like see some big players get out early. Yes. And yes. it's also just fun to see teams that you don't always expect to win to win like Farley Dickinson. Right, right. It's nice to see, you know, this is one of the first, one of the years uh, that ra- it rarely happens where Duke, UNC, Kansas, and Kentucky are not in the Sweet 16. So, well, I mean, UNC's not even in the tournament. UNC's also. not even in the tournament, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, the tournament, you know, the trophy, it's it's open for the taking for anyone, really. But And I also wanted to point out that um, of all the conferences in the tournament, the WCC has the second highest win percentage so far in the tournament. So only Gonzaga and St. Mary's were the only two WCC teams in the tournament. St. Mary's just got out in the second round. So our win percentage as of right now is 75%. Um, The only conference that has a better win percentage right now is the Big East. Of course, many conferences have more than two teams in the tournament. And so, and some of those teams have also been eliminated. So that makes sense. But go WCC, second place. Yeah, we're doing great. WCC is just so great. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotta, gotta, you know, celebrate the wins. Yes. So that I think is all we have for March Madness this week. All right. Yeah. Yes. Shopping online can be a real hassle. You have to jump from tab to tab comparing prices and trying coupon codes to make sure you're getting the best deal. Let me introduce you to Honey, the world's most popular money-saving app and browser extension. I use Honey all the time. Whenever I'm about to check out online, I click the button and it finds me the best coupon code available and instantly applies them to my cart. 
Honey is totally free. In fact, the only thing it can do is save you money. Get the Honey browser extension by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash honey and start saving some money today. Okay, so now we get to end with a very fun mystery that's been happening in LA. Uh, All of a sudden, this particular neighborhood in LA has been getting many many uber eats orders Mm -hmm. and they don't know who's sending them throughout the day throughout the day like some people have been getting like 12 or 13 orders no upwards sorry upwards of 30 to 40 orders yes i mean it's crazy like all hours of the day um residents say the food drop off started about three weeks ago and most have been from mcdonald's taco bell and starbucks i mean they said that one resident he initially loved the free food but is quickly growing sick of the deliveries since uh they were consistently the same. He said 80% of the time he got a single chicken McCrispy and he's just not feeling that anymore. He, he's tired of this free food. Yeah, and that's that's pretty wasteful for a car to just dr- deliver one thing and then leave over and over and over again. He, this guy said, I don't know how I feel about them now. They haunt my dreams. Um, they don't know who's sending these. Uh, the phone number that's on the receipt, they, people have been trying to call it. And it's not a number that works. Okay. But they have noted on the receipt that the Uber drivers are getting tipped. So at least that's good for the Uber drivers. That whoever's buying this stuff is at least tipping the Uber drivers. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's kind of a weird mystery. I mean, if I started getting Uber Eats deliveries randomly, I'd, of course, enjoy it at first. Yeah, but, right. you know, you just can't be at your door 24-7 to open the door up to receive a delivery. And I'm sure, you know, these things are piling up outside people's doorways. So, yeah, that's... People are donating the food to, um, like, shelters and uh, giving the food away, which is good. Because, I mean, 20, 30, 40 you don't need orders a day, that's yeah, a lot. You don't, you don't need all that. Yeah, someone is spending a lot of money, though. I wonder if it's some sort of, like, glitch. I, it has to be a glitch. There's... Unless if there's like, some millionaire out there. Uber Eats just... would have caught that by now. Like, if it's a glitch mm-hmm. on their end, you'd be like, mm, like, let's fix this before. We're yeah, starting. I mean, maybe they're receiving actual money and they're like, yep, it works with us. We're getting the money, so. Oh, the LA mystery. LA Uber Eats mystery. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to add a feature onto their app. It's like, do not deliver to, like, forget my address or something like that. Or there's like, going to be, like... It's like a block contact, like, block block Uber Eats. Maybe, maybe chat GPT has just gone so smart that it's now, you know, more human-like and is ordering Uber Eats to people. It's just this one particular neighborhood in LA, mm-hmm. which is just kind of crazy. I... I'm thinking that the residents want this to stop soon. Um, I mean, who wouldn't mind like getting a free order here and there, but that's way too many orders per day. Yes. It's a lot agreed. of knocks on the door. Agreed, agreed. And, you know, it's not exactly like quality, healthy food either. Right, right. You like you can only pay. eat so many like hamburgers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and you don't want to just fill up your fridge with all that. Right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Um, I do want to mention that this friday on netflix uh love is blind the fourth season is coming out such a funny show uh basically people talk to each other behind a date each other behind a wall and then you know once they propose to each other never have seen each other love is blind it's the big reveal they, and, then uh, and then they have to work together 
through a relationship. Yeah, and <laughs> we watched the first three seasons, but this season, all the people are from Seattle. So after they get engaged or whatever, and they see each other for the first time, then they're going to be coming back to Seattle. This was filmed like a year ago. It's in primarily Capitol Hill, just from what I've heard, but it's going to be fun to see like scenes of Seattle. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Yes, there'll be so many Easter eggs, like, oh, I know that street, or yeah. I know that, you know, restaurant or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's I'm very exciting. i that. will be funny. Lots of, uh, you know, basketball, love is blind. Lots to do in the coming <laughs> weeks. Yeah, but all fun stuff. Yeah, but, but once again, uh, if you're interested, the Gonzaga game's going to be this Thursday at 6.45 p.m. Mm-hmm. on CBS, so local, if, if you have that. Yeah. Very excited for that. I'm really glad that we kept our Sweet 16 streak and just anxiously awaiting how that game turns out. Yeah. Yep. But that's all we have for this week. So we'll talk to you next week and go Zags. Bye.